the whole idea that we have a retirement crisis is nothing new. We realize that we need to help people find simple ways for them to be able to save for their future. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. On today's show, I speak with David Bell of the Oregon State Treasurer's Office that pioneered the trend in employer-based retirement savings IRAs, even for small businesses not in a position to offer them. This is your host, Todd Christensen. Hang around, would you? David Bell is the Deputy Director of the Oregon Treasury Savings Network, a division of the Oregon State Treasury. The network oversees the Oregon College Savings Plan, Oregon ABLE Savings Plan, and the new state retirement program, Oregon Saves. In addition to working for the Oregon Savings Network, David is an adjunct professor at Portland State University in the School of Business Administration. David Bell, welcome to the Money Fit Show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Todd. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. Now, David, we uh, kind of joked about this on a previous phone call you and I had, but if you were to go back and visit with your 10-year-old self, what would you tell little David about what he's going to be doing for work in the future? Oh, listen, I have a hard enough time explaining what I do <laughs> to adults. I think I would have had a real tough time explaining it to my 10-year-old self. You know, I was, I was trying to think back to what I even wanted to be when I grew up at, at 10 years old. And honestly, I think, I think it was a chimnist. I, I honestly thought it was a chimnist. I think I was trying to describe a chemist because I did a little uh, research paper on uh, people that help uh, develop, you know, medicines that help people, uh, but I didn't know how to say it. So I told my dad I wanted to be a chimnist, which chimnist. Uh, confused him. C H I M N I S T, chimnist. <laughs> That's right. Love it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess my dad thought I was going to be cleaning chimneys for the rest of my life. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I, I, I would not have been able to describe to my ten-year-old self what I do now. Although I love, I love that I've. I am where I am today. Uh, it's been a strange path for me, but I get to do something that I absolutely love on a daily basis and I couldn't couldn't ask for more. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk a little about uh, what you're doing there in Oregon. So let me start off. First question, I'm, I'm going to share some findings from a TD Ameritrade study from 2020, and maybe you can use it as a stepping off, stepping off point for Ameris, uh, Oregon Saves. This study found that more than one in 350 somethings, so I'm in, that puts me in that group, and more than one in 460 somethings had less than $50,000 in their savings retirement funds. With that glaring need in mind, I've met way too many people over the years who work in small businesses or are self-employed and have zero options for retirement or limited, other than the limited IRA or frustrating stipulations with the, the self-employment plan or SEP IRA. So would you mind talking about some of the developments that perhaps have been, uh, you've been addressing, uh, been, have been addressing these issues over the past about half decades or so that you're involved in? Yeah, I, I would be happy to, Todd, and you're absolutely right. We were looking at those same statistics. So were a lot of folks at the national level. This, the whole idea that we have a retirement crisis is, is nothing new. 
we realize that we need to help people find uh, ways, simple ways for them to be able to save for their future. And so there was a lot of discussion at the national level about what do we do? How do we step in and, and address this? Oregon, luckily, was the first state to be able to take its first steps to, to address this crisis. We realized uh, that people just were not saving for their, for their retirement, especially if they didn't have a retirement savings option available to them at work. Mm -hmm. uh, people are 15 times more likely to save for their retirement if they do have a work-based retirement option. And in looking wow. at our uh, employers here in the state of Oregon, but also uh, across the nation, we realized that that was leaving a lot of employees out. We had estimated mm -hmm. that there was over a million here in Oregon alone that were, did not have a savings option at work. And so what we did is, is we established something called Oregon Saves. Nationally, maybe people have heard of uh, Secure Choice, but basically this is our version of support. Uh, secure choice. We were the first state to, to launch this. Uh, and basically what it is, is the state, uh, as, as Todd, you mentioned, I work for uh, the Oregon State Treasury. Uh, mm -hmm. Here at the state, uh, we offer a savings program for any employee that works for an employer who does not offer one. So it's a mandate for employers that do not offer a uh, qualified retirement program for their employees to mm -hmm. facilitate hours. They don't have to pay mm -hmm. us. They don't have to pay all the, the overhead. They just have to facilitate this program. And what happens is, is that the savings program, which is a Roth IRA, uh, it can be a traditional IRA if need be, but a Roth IRA is automatic for individuals working for these employers. It is a opt out for the employee themselves. They have to actually say that they do not want to save with us, but it's an opportunity for them to start their savings for their retirement right there at work. So we've just stepped in and helped facilitate that. Okay. So, so I understand. So now every employer that does not offer employer-based saving or a retirement plan now offers this or not offers, but it, it is, is an opt out uh, retirement Plan yeah, there's, in, there was Oregon. a lot right? of information. Exactly. And I, I threw out a lot there, but you're yeah. absolutely right. So basically what happens if I'm an employer and I don't offer a retirement plan for my employees, then I help facilitate Oregon Saves for my employees, which basically means that uh, with working with Oregon Saves, they provide the information that we need to be able to notify these employees. We notify mm -hmm. the employees saying, hey, there's this great savings opportunity. You're gonna automatically be opted into this program in 30 days if you don't opt out yourself. We notify them again 15 days. We notify them right when we're setting this program up. But basically we're just letting them know, hey, do nothing and you're gonna start saving 5% of your uh, earnings into your own IRA. And so we right. notify them along the way. Some of those employees opt out. We have about 30% of, of the employees opt out, but that means 70% are staying in the program itself and they're saving. They're starting to save 5%. Uh, they can adjust that 5% up or down. Some of them do, but most of them leave it there and they start saving for their retirement. Every paycheck that they get, 5% or whatever savings rate that they've set into their savings option will then go into their Oregon Saves account, which is their own personal IRA that follows them regardless of where they uh, where they work. Uh, it's mm. a program, like I said, that started here in Oregon. Uh, Illinois has opened up their version of it. California has as well. And today there's about three or four states that are busy uh, launching their own programs. So it seems to be working. We launched ours in 2017. Mm. That's, that's awesome. That mm. idea of opting out is kind of the holy grail of retirement plans. I, there's, there was, I was just looking at a study 
Vanguard did in 2021, that they, this auto-enrollment approach triples participation. And that's probably, that's probably an, I'd be, I'd say that's underestimating, but you know, who I, I'm not the study, uh, but well, you guys have been exciting, able to do that. We, yeah. we have, uh, we have, and we're not the only ones. There are some employer-based uh, um, retirement programs that is, that's kind of an auto-enrollment. We took the standpoint that, hey, let's, let's, let's auto-enroll individuals, let them opt out. And we're finding mm-hmm. that actually the majority of people, 70%, are not opting out. They're choosing to stay in this program and save for the retirement. So the, the benefits of having an Oregon Saves account, these are these are a Roth IRA, as you mentioned. Some of my listeners may not um, have an idea of the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA or what, what you could even do with them. Can you just get uh, talk to that point for a moment? Yeah, we can. We chose Roth IRAs as the kind of standard um, savings mechanism for this plan, uh, mm-hmm. purely because of, well, a few different reasons. Uh, one is the availability of those funds for the saver to utilize if they need to in certain emergencies. So there's two different forms of IRAs. IRAs are individual retirement accounts. There's mm-hmm. the traditional, and then there's the Roth. The big difference between these, although there's some nuanced differences here, the big difference is that with a Roth IRA, the money that you're earning from your paycheck or your income actually gets taxed. So it's pre, you know, it's taxed here. And then Mm -hmm. once it goes into the IRA, it's growing tax-free so that when you utilize it, when you pull the money out, when you're ready to retire, you're not paying taxes on that money then. You paid it already and then it's tax-free growth. When when you put money into a traditional IRA, which is not the the vehicle that we've chosen to use, although somebody can elect Mm -hmm. to change their Roth to a traditional with our program, but with the traditional, it's actually pre-taxed. So your money is going into that savings before taxes are coming out. So a little bit more money is going in there. And then you're paying the tax on the back end. So that's the real difference there. With I, with the Roth IRA, there's uh, some additional benefits for the saver to be able to utilize those funds in some special ways prior to their retirement, just in case if there's emergencies and such. But we'd rather not. We, we don't mm-hmm. want to be teaching people to uh, utilize their retirement for their emergency savings, uh, but it can be done if, if needed. Right. So there, it, it has some flexibility, but yeah. ideally have us an emergency savings fund in savings accounts and CDs and other things, but it's there if it, if that's the only thing you have. Well, and to expand on that, Todd, that's absolutely right. That's what we would like for people to be thinking about for really to be able to, to securely and safely and, and, and wisely be able to start saving for retirement. Having a small amount of money set aside in some sort of an emergency savings account is key because you don't want to be pulling from your emergency savings every time you need a new set of tires or some small emergency comes up. Having said that, secure choice programs like Oregon Saves, the one in Illinois and California, have built in some measures of additional safety because it is an auto enrollment program. Mm -hmm. So all of the savings programs had some form of type of a capital preservation or a safety net in the first amount of dollars that are going in. So for instance, Illinois, the first 90 days that somebody is saving with their secure choice program goes Mm -hmm. into a savings that is not fluctuating with the market. It's holding Mm -hmm. its money there just in case somebody accident, you know, doesn't see the notices. All of a sudden money starts coming out of their paycheck and they say, whoa, whoa, I actually don't want to be in this. They're able to, to, to get all of their money back. Now, after somebody has been saving for 90 days with them, 
that, you know, the 91st day, uh, that money is swept into a target date retirement plan, which is where your money really should be if you're saving for retirement. You don't want it just sitting there, not earning any interest, mm-hmm. not getting the benefits of the market. And so right. that's how their program works. California uh, started out with a slightly different structure, but is moving to something similar. But instead of 90 days, it's 30 days. And the state of Oregon had a slightly different structure, uh, but we're going to be uh, moving forward with the 90-day uh, similar to Illinois. It's just a safety measure um, that's there in place just in case someone starts saving with Oregon Saves. Doesn't mean to opts out. They have full access to their funds. So it's not an emergency savings plan, but it is another safety measure that we've built into the program. Obviously, you guys have thought a lot about this and and, and preparing for it. So I, that's good information to know. I'm going to ask you this question. Somebody who, and now this, of course, if somebody's in Oregon, but it sounds like these are expanding in, in states right now. They sound like a lot of blue states, but I know living in a red state that we are looking at something very similar to this. Is this just, is this a political, it's not a political thing, right? No, it, it's not. Now, th- there's always different measures and pieces of the puzzle that are um, more desirable for some versus the others, but really not. You know, we were we were lucky and and a little bit innovative to be the first out the gate, but it could have easily been another state. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been working with a lot of different states, including um, Idaho and many others, Delaware, Connecticut, Maryland, and and many many Colorado, many many others uh, to share our best practices on what went well, what didn't, what we would have done differently with this. A lot of states are looking at this as a as an opportunity to help not only the savers themselves, the employees themselves, but the state and and, and the nation. Because the more we're allowing and and helping people save for their own future, the less the state and and the federal government has to step in and supply those supports uh, later on. And so this really is picking up in popularity, so much so that there's even uh, some discussion, and there has been for a while, but some real traction on uh, something like this becoming more of a national program that would allow all of, of the residents in the United States to be able to to utilize savings plans like this but it is it's it's really picking up and you know here it's been a slow process for us we've we've, we've slow and steady um, but we have over a hundred thousand savers right now with funds in their accounts and mm. and over a hundred million dollars saved by those savers so it's really working so it's it's really coming together and we're seeing people be able to save who haven't been able to save in the past that's awesome so as they expand listeners in states that haven't had one yet they should be listening for or keeping their eye out for you call them secured uh, secure, secure choice. Choice. Yes, yeah, secure choice is just the kind of the, the the term that has been utilized by all those national folks that are working to help these programs. So secure choice, uh, like I said, Colorado is probably not too far uh, down the road. I know Connecticut is building out their program now. Same thing with Maryland and many others. Virginia mm-hmm. just wrapped up a study. So yes, if you're looking for information on whether your state has either passed some legislation or has put together some study groups on this, you can look for secure choice within your state, uh, do some research, and, and you'll be able to see who who is working on these programs in your state. Are they usually through the state's treasury, the state treasurer's office is where they are hosted? 
You know, that's where uh, the first three, so Oregon, Illinois, California, uh, we do have some states that have built out some independent boards that are supported by state agencies. That would be models similar to Connecticut and Maryland. Uh, but yes, I, I would say probably the majority of them are through uh, the state's treasury. There's some benefits to that, uh, for sure. We're able to utilize uh, some resources that are already at our fingertips to manage these programs mm -hmm. uh, and some, some learnings from some similar programs, although these are very new and, and, and interesting and, and distinct programs in themselves. Right. Well, okay. I've, uh, let's say, let's say we have a, a listener who started up their own LLC or maybe a couple, uh, uh, two spouses have started an LLC. So there's only one or two of them. Is that come under this same program that they can, or, or do they need to go with the, the uh, self-employed option? That is completely their option, Todd. Okay. Having said that, it depends on the state from which you're in. Uh, right. So, for instance, uh, the state of Oregon has has decided uh, to make this program available to all employer sizes. So we have been rolling out this program over the last number of years. We still have one what we call wave to roll out. So right now, employers that have more than five or more employees should be facilitating Oregon Saves. Not all of them mm -hmm. are yet. We're still working with them. We're kind of getting them all the information they need to get on board, but they should be. Uh, the, the mandate for them is, 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 in, is in here right now. They should be facilitating. We have mm -hmm. yet to facilitate all of the employers with four or less employees. So in the state of Oregon, regardless of what employer you work for, even if it's just a one or two person shop, you'll have the ability uh, to facilitate this. They can always, if let's just say it's an employer that really just employs themselves, they, they can opt out, right? I mean, because they would also be the employee. It's very easy for them to do. The state mm -hmm. of California, their mandate for employers is any employer that has five or more employees. So it doesn't take into account count the smaller employers. And there's benefits mm -hmm. and negatives to that. Of course, California is a much larger state. There are many, many, many employers that fall within you know, four or less employees. The state of Illinois uh, was able to pass, I think they wanted to do a, a lower number employers, but they were only able to pass 20 or more employees have to then mm -hmm. facilitate their secure choice program, although they are working to change their legislation uh, and amend it to where it would be five or more. So usually you're going to be looking at around the five or more em employees that would be needing to uh, facilitate these programs. Well, you know, I'm, I can get really excited about this. Just actually this, this morning, I took my 15 year old son to a local restaurant for an interview for his very first job. And if this were, if we were in Oregon and he got that job at 15, he'd be putting money away and being able to take advantage of some uh, of that power of compound interest for uh, an, you know, for 40, 50 years, uh, that would just be amazing for him. Well, it so would I be think, it would be incredible. I now, yeah. unfortunately, I, it would really he would need to be eighteen in our program. Oh, that's one other stipulation. But we would well, try still. to get them. But still, you're right. If he, you know, maybe he's working there for a few years or works somewhere else, mm -hmm. and, and 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 automatically gets to start saving at eighteen. I wasn't I wasn't saving for my retirement at eighteen. <laughs> you know, no, I, we're I saving was... for cars and trucks and and <laughs> uh, just. Not, not anything but the future that age. Oh boy, that is so true. That is so, so true. That's, 
That's even at 18, that's, that is so much earlier than most people start. So that's, I really appreciate the work that you're doing and across the country working. I know you're working with uh, and reaching out to other states. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, David, can you give us one practical step? I, you know, that not every, obviously knowing not every state has a secure choice at the moment, but is there one thing that you would recommend that uh, listeners do today with regard to either secure choice or uh, say uh, retirement savings? Todd, I think you hit it on the head. Here, here is the, the biggest thing that I, I mentioned, not, not only when I'm uh, teaching personal finance at, at Portland State or just in the work that we're doing, and, and it's not something that I did, but it's really just establishing at a young age, just like you were mentioning, mm-hmm. the idea of building the habit of savings even if it's a small amount, even if you're putting away $25 or 1% of your income away for your future is just setting that habit. You are literally building a habit of savings. And the beauty of these programs and so many others, even if you can't uh, establish one of these programs because your state doesn't offer it, there are ways to set it and forget it. Meaning Mm -hmm. set a contribution into some sort of a savings or retirement program on a monthly basis or on a paycheck basis so that you just set it once and it automatically continues to happen without you even having to do anything to set it and forget it. You will thank us, anybody who's (laughs) listening today at a young age and happens to remember uh, when they're looking to retire or in their future will thank us because even a small amount over time really benefit. The time is the most important aspect of this savings and this compound interest and all of the beauty of these uh, retirement programs. So Todd, I would just say, set it and forget it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And and for anybody who's not a, not aware, an IRA, you don't need to be, that doesn't have to go through an employer. You can get that on your own directly through a, That's right. a broker. Okay. Uh, David, how can my listeners connect with you online? Oh, I think I think the best way if they want to learn more of, about this program is go to organsaves.com, uh, find the information there. If they're interested in some of the other savings programs that Oregon is offering uh, to learn more uh, about, about those, they can always go to the Oregon State Treasury website and find us under financial empowerment. And Todd, I would just motivate anybody, regardless of where they live, start looking at some of the savings opportunities in your state. The states are working hard to make these programs as simple uh, and easy as possible for you to save for your future. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, David, for joining us today. Appreciate the information you've shared. I appreciate you, our listener, for joining us today. Please check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. So until next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Stay well.